Hello and welcome to another honourable episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows. And we have just come, well no, alright, we've just watched Mulan at home as if we were watching it in the theatre. Um, yeah, so Disney Plus did this very special release for this film. It was supposed to be released in theatres and here over in the States, uh, they've decided that they're not going to do that. Uh, and they're going to charge you loads of money uh, to watch it at home. Well, I mean, to be fair, you wouldn't be spending more money if you went to a theatre. Well, no, you would be. Oh, yeah. No, you absolutely would be. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. No, you, you definitely would be. I, and, you know, look, there, there's something to be said uh, about the world that we're living in right now where there really is a craving for just watching something that is truly brand new. Uh, well, look, I know we've got tons of streaming, you know, television shows and Netflix originals, but realistically, those aren't nearly as new as this. This is a new theatrical release. Uh, and, and there's really something to be said about that. And so for me, I was willing to shell out the 30-something pounds uh, to just watch it at home and, uh, you know, Tell you well, my thoughts. I mean, look, the way I think about it, a lot of people were, you know, giving it criticism for its price. But to me, you know, when you go to a theater, you're paying about $15 a person, American, yeah. you know, anyway. And uh, this, you're paying $30. And your whole family gets to watch it. And not only that, you get to watch it whenever you want, as long as you've got the service. Right. So it's not really outrageous, in my opinion. Yeah, right. So, so everyone just... Calm down. <laughs> yes, yes. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel uh, the price point is is not. It's the least of my worries. Um, you know, I, I as soon as they announced it, I was like, I, you know, we do this all the time. We're constantly, you know, doing new films, and so uh, that part of me was just like, I really want to have a new film that nobody's really seen. That is that is that is should be in theaters that we can do now instead of yeah. I mean, doing unless, all these classics <laughs> unless you've seen the animated film then of course a new film that you've never seen before Mulan it's a remake of you know the film you've already seen um so yes yeah, so Mulan uh is uh, is the Disney live action remake uh, of the uh, famous cartoon yeah yeah and of course oh, as also. always no spoilers up top even right. though you know if you've seen the animated film, it's not, we're not really spoiling nothing, but yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, overall, you know how it happens. Now I will say uh, for, for probably <clears throat> for better or worse, depending on where you fall, uh, this is one of the first live action remakes that I've seen that doesn't attempt to be a shot for shot remake uh, of its original. So you take things like, uh, you know, the Lion King and Beauty and the Beast, you know, they they're basically just, computer animated versions of an animated film. Uh, whereas this one, while yes, there are certain parts and beats and themes that are all very similar, um, there are many, many aspects of this film uh, where they definitely try to, to do something different. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the strengths of the film, to be honest. I, I would agree, I would uh, agree. I, I actually think any time that they try to make it the live action version of the animated film, is where the film actually lacks. And I will say this uh, to the writers, uh, they did give themselves an out right at the beginning because the opening narration says, there have been many tales about Mulan <laughs> over the years. 
and this one's mine. <laughs> you know what did that? Remember, uh, remember when we did Robin Hood? Yeah. And they were like, oh, there's been many versions, but you've never heard one like this. And then they just proceeded to tell us the exact one like that, like all the yeah. other versions. Yeah. But I mean, this one does, it does have its own, you know, things and elements to it. So yeah, that's right. where you could, uh, you could make the argument that I, they're not, they're not trampling on anything else because it's, you know, this is just someone's version. Yeah. <laughs> someone's right, there you go. Uh, and with that, one of the things that I think really, and, and this sounds silly, but I legitimately think it would have changed my perspective on the whole film where it marketed this way. Simply changing the title from Mulan to something like The Legend of Mulan or The Ballad of Mulan, where they're giving the film its own identity rather than trying to pander it off as an actual live action remake. Honestly, I would have given the film higher marks than I'm going to because that would have just, my perception going in probably would have been different because now I'm, I know that the story is going to be different. You know, you know what you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so look, this film uh, was directed by a person. <laughs> it was. Yeah, a lady person named uh, Nikki Caro, mm -hmm. and uh, she's done other things. You know, things that you probably have never heard of. Uh, <laughs> A lot of, looks like drama type stuff, you know? Okay. Uh, something called Whale Rider, uh, The Zookeeper's Wife, North Country. So lots of drama stuff, it looks like. Yeah, um, these all feel like kind of low-rent Disney dramas, are they? Or no? I don't, it doesn't look, it looks like a lot of independent type stuff. Oh, okay. Know. All right. All right. It's just got that. That vibe of like that touchstone type of <laughs> yeah, Whale Rider, especially from two thousand two. It's movie posters got all those little uh, the things that look like it's been at like Cannes and Sundance and all those oh, okay. at the top. Yeah. So she's right. probably an award-winning <laughs> director of sorts. Okay, all right. Um, now I will say this: action epics don't look to be in her wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I don't think that she did a bad job here. Yeah, I, I think, I think overall, I, I think she does a good job as as far as a director. I mean, there's there are there's a lot to enjoy in this film. Um, there, there really is. There, there's a lot of really good things. I, I think, uh, you know, they, it does have a few pacing issues and some kind of strange directorial choices. I feel like um, they editing, uh, right? There's, yeah, there's some weird yeah, editing going there's on. There's a bit of that where it's where it's strangely jarring. Uh, yeah, which is. You know, and we're going to get individual effects, but in, in yeah, there's a couple of just sequences and things where you're just like, well, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> you're like, did I, did I black out? What? Yeah, right. Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely a bit of that uh, going on here. And I, and I get it. Look, this film is grand and it's, uh, you know, it, it is massive, uh, you know, filmed on location. Um, you know, it's really trying to, I think, capture like the heart of, of China and ancient China and tell this, you know, very uh, ancient Chinese tale. Uh, and so, you know, the, I think the scope might've been a bit too big uh, for what the director was trying to, you know, put all into, into the little box, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I will say this, uh, because there was four writers on this film. Um, it was two writing duos and I, so me personally, 
I can't speak to whether or not this tale lives up to the actual, you know, mythology of Mulan, you know, from, from, you know, the actual Chinese perspective. Right. Right. But I will say this, there is not one Chinese name on these writing credits. <laughs> so that being said, um, I felt like they tr these writers tried to make this movie more, more grounded, but at the same time, more fantastical than the animated film on which it's based. Yes. It's, it's a very weird thing going on because, yes. you know, they've obviously eliminated things like, uh, like the cricket and Mushu. There's no, there's no talking animated dragon in this. Right. Honestly, probably for budgetary reasons. It's, it's <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. The visuals in this, they could have easily done that. Well, but I mean, that's what's funny is there is an animated character that yeah is, that's right that's it's true. more of a yeah. more of like a symbol right but, you know it's there in places yeah, yeah. so i don't know I, you know and it's it's strange because it's funny that you bring up that none of those writers uh, are chinese uh and look not that they did a bad job because because i actually think some of the writing is, is is actually pretty strong uh but you can you can see that i think with that and some of this kind of harkens back to desperately trying to you know hold to the animated feature while also making a Chinese epic. Because when you look at Chinese epic historical films and action and things like that, a lot of them have just kind of mystical, yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is, is a great example where it is a grounded Chinese tale and everybody just does that. That's just part of the culture, right? And it's accepted as long as the whole film is a Chinese epic. And this one, doesn't do that all the way through, right? It's got moments of being Chinese epics and you're like, all right, I could roll with this. And then they try to ground it in this Americanized animated reality. And it's like, wait, but that's, that's not what we're watching. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pick and choose, mate. You can't have both. Yeah, it does. It, be, it definitely felt like it was stylized to be like things like uh, House of Flying Daggers and Crouching Target and Dragon, those sorts of things. But right. it doesn't quite reach those levels, you know? A lot of the choreography is very inspired by that. You know yes. what I mean? So, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, uh, so should we talk uh, cast and acting? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. So uh, Mulan uh, is played by, and I'm, you know, I don't know how her name's pronounced, to be honest with you, but I think it's Yifei Lu. I think that's okay. how it is. But all right. I won't fault you, and, and I won't even try. So how about that? Yeah, all right. That, that's <laughs> I'll just let you fail. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Like my mum always said. Uh, so, uh, so you are, the only thing I know from is The Forbidden Kingdom from 2008 with, uh, <laughs> with Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Yeah. And I've got to say, uh, it, it don't look like she's aged a day. No, she's a vampire. She, <laughs> what, 12 years have passed and she looks exactly the same. Yeah, she was playing a young girl there and she's playing yeah. a young girl here. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Maybe she is magic. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe all that mysticism is real for her. Um, yeah, so I, I think she's fantastic as Mulan. I, I really do. I, I think she is a, a, a great actress. Um, I, I think she does a really good job in kind of bringing 
uh, the uh, differences between you know being being the woman that she's supposed to be and then pretending to be a man. You know, she does this deep voice type of thing uh, that she kind of carries all the way through, and I think she does it pretty well. Um, and she's a very uh, nuanced kind of character, right? So she does a lot of things with her face, and she emotes from her face a lot, um, which unfortunately for the film being released at home, I don't know that a lot of those things translate as well as they could. Were you to see it on because the film feels epic, right? It feels like it's supposed to be just this huge immersive experience with a giant screen in front of you. And I think a lot of the, the really good things that she does, I don't know that they would translate as well on a television. Um, you know, especially if you've got like, you know, you're watching on a laptop or your phone. Uh, you know, you're not really going to get the things that I think she can really do uh, and really displays here. But that's just yeah. me. Also, I feel like the most of the film, right, is in this military setting. And and I think it, it's a, a detriment to the acting because it's a society where people are supposed to be sort of stoic and not really expressive. You know, right. it's very male-led military sort of society and so it sort of looks like and i and i'm not trying to say i'm not putting this on the actors i think it's the characters that they're portraying but it's a fine line between stoic and bored like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah okay I'll, I'll give you that yeah and so people like jet lee and donnie yen you don't really get their full acting potential right you know what i mean in fact right. particularly people like donnie yen who, uh, Donnie Yen is an incredible actor. Uh, he really is. And Jet Li, for that matter, I've seen Jet Li bring me to tears almost with some of his more dramatic, like, the man can act. He is not all wires. Uh, yeah. But I do feel like they're a bit wasted here because yeah. they don't really get to do much. Yeah, especially Jet Li. Like, he felt, honestly, it felt like he was propped up by a stick and someone was working him like a puppet. That's, like... <laughs> I, to be honest, Kaylin, I completely forgot he was even in the film. Yeah. Uh, is is how little he's utilised. I feel well, like, and I know I know the man's had health problems, so maybe yeah. I think they might have been filming this while he was going through stuff still. Right. Uh, so that that could explain why he has limited movement. Yeah. <laughs> throughout, right. throughout the film, um, but yeah, Do, uh, Donnie Yen, Jason Scott Lee is in this as as the villain. Yeah, who's different? Whose name's different? And it's also a different faction from the animated film. Yeah, uh, he plays different motivations too. Like his whole character, I feel like is it's just. I mean, it was fine. It was fine, but again, it's one of those things where, like, if you're gonna recreate, just recreate it all. Just you know what I mean? Like, why are you gonna change the entire premise of the villain only to keep the the end scene almost identical? You know what I mean? It's just. Oh, no. I think it's an, it's a, a product of the times. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. back then, it was okay to just be like, "Hey, the Mongols, the Mongols are horrible." You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> so, <It is. laughs> I never realised how racist that was. <laughs> yeah, but today you got you got to be. I mean, look, as historically speaking, the Mongols they did oh. things. You know? Oh well, yes, so, <laughs> right. So it's okay to feature them, but like nowadays, there's going to be some group out there that's going to be like you can't say that you can't, yeah that's true you can't, that you can't true. do right. that yeah. and also who knows who knows what if the mongols actually featured in the original ballad or tale ballad, of, right. of, yeah. of mulan so who knows yeah. but in this they're not mongols i don't think i don't know if it's 
addressed really what they so. are. I know they they're given a name. I know they have a name. It's it's like a bunch of tribes that have kind of come together to you know take yeah. down the empire. They're, they're barbarians, you know. But yeah, you can, yeah, right. You, you can tell like they're bad. I think is what they're called. You, you can tell they're bad because they yeah, all wear right. black. You can always tell they're bad because their swords are bent. That's that's how you know. <laughs> and they and they're goths, you know. So yeah. but that's well, I think what's funny is about this force is that they're all wearing black, but like every time they're charging in somewhere, it's not at night. It's not, it's like wide open. You're making a very clear target. Yeah. You're just standing out in the in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> in the gold desert, all in black. The only, the only thing that helps them out is something I can't talk about right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, well, look, since you bring them up, because they're, they're a big part of this, uh, let's talk about uh, visuals and action. Yeah. Um, Real quick, I did just want to say that, oh, yeah. that Jason Scott Lee, he, he does disappear into this character. When yes. I first saw yes, him, I thought, I thought it was him, and then I, I didn't think it was him. And then, and then he spoke, and I still didn't think it was him. And then finally, I did think it was him, and it yeah. was him. So, <laughs> yeah, but he does. Uh, uh, he's, he's great. I, I do think that they're probably... They're the two that get the most screen time. There's one other character too, but for the most part, they get the most screen time, and so they're given the most to do. Um, and I think both of them do the best uh, they can with what they have. Uh, whereas most of the other cast is is just kind of they're there, uh, but but they're not given a whole lot. And yeah, out, out of all out of all the uh, uh, you know, I guess Mulan's band of brothers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Out, of, out of all of them, the one that gets the most uh, is is portrayed by an actor named uh, Yo Son An, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, he's sort of a stand-in for. It was weird is that in the animated film, I don't remember the name of the the sergeant, the one that was leading all the troops. Yes, right. But they've sort of taken that character in this film and split him in two. Right. Yeah. He's, so part of his his military rank and and training and all that stuff has been become Donnie Yen. And then right. the sort of almost romantic side of him has become He's, this yeah. more age appropriate uh, character. Than yeah, right. <laughs> Hong, Hong Lee or Hong, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But special effects. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, special effects and action, uh, despite whether or not you feel uh, whether it's placed well in the film, this film is visually gorgeous. Um, just, uh, it is, again, this film feels epic in scale. Uh, and I, I for one, would actually, I've got a pretty sizable uh, telly, I'm not going to lie. My, my TV is, is very, it's a good television. But I would love to see this film on a gigantic screen. It just lends itself to that because the visuals are just beautiful. They're beautiful. Um, Colours are just amazing and, and the landscapes and everything is just it is a gorgeous film. I don't. It is truly one of the strengths of this film from from the beginning to the end. Uh, yeah. the, the visuals are absolutely brilliant. It's stunning. It's so colourful, right? It's uh, whoever was like a set design and set decoration, they painted with all the colours of the wind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, sorry, that's a different uh, Disney culturally appropriate. I think that thing. comes out in two years. They're, yeah. they're doing that one later. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it is it's, it visually is it's very very pretty to look at. Yeah. Um, you know the special effects. Uh, so there's not an overused amount of swell. Now that's a lie. 
Uh, I'll, I'll keep forgetting about certain aspects of the film that we yeah, can right. talk about right now. But I don't think it's overly CGI. There's definitely yeah. places where it factors in heavily, but it's not so much that you're like, whoa, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think... Uh, on on the scale that they're you know kind of presenting, uh, I think they do a good job in blending kind of practical battles and and practical effects and stunt work. There's some great stunt work. Um, there, there's a, a an attack uh, on horseback um, that you, you might have seen in the trailers, but uh, it is easily um, one of my favourites. It, it just the, uh, looks so good. The, is it the opening one? No, it's the. Uh, it's the attack where they're all they're all in black and they're they're riding on the horses and they're you know firing the arrows, but they you know they do the like back flips on the horses type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, where they're where, where they're running away that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that kind of stuff is just it's done very very well. Um. But yeah, I, I agree. There, there's a couple of moments here where where you're like, eh, all right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Sorry, but there's a lot of wire work going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine. It, it's very. That's very Chinese epic. It's not out of sorts yeah. uh, for a film like this. Um, but yeah, uh, I can see where you're like, eh, it might be a bit too much. Well, I mean, it, it, it took me by surprise, to be honest. In the opening attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and everyone like leapt off their horses and just ran up the wall. And I was like, what? what what's the point of having walls then? <laughs> <laughs> At least in the animated film, they're all grappling hooks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, why would you have the Great Wall if people can just run up and over it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You're, um, not, even, you're not even slowing yeah. them down. <laughs> uh, yeah, but visually, it, the, the film is amazing. You know what it reminds me of visual uh, colours and colour palettes is uh, is Hero. Because Hero yeah. does that a lot. Uh, which is another kind of one of those Chinese type of epics. And, and uh, that one changes like these bright colour palettes. Uh, depending on who's telling the story, everything is very flowing. You know, you've got a lot of uh, like winds with fans and things like that. Um, and it just, it honestly, it just brings out a, a beauty uh, of how the film looks. So honestly, regardless of how you feel about the film in general, it's almost worth it to just watch it for its visuals. It's, it's honestly that good to look at. Yeah. Uh, and most of the fights, are, they're decent enough. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not reinventing the wheel on anything, but I thought right. most of it looked good. Yeah, um, yeah. Shall we rate it? Sure. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how to rate it without giving anything away. Well, uh, <laughs> I've got it. I, I know I'm rating it. So, all right, go for it. All right. Uh, so, like I said I had a good time with it. I appreciated the fact that they changed some of the source material because you know, and what's funny is I watched. I, I generally don't try to watch reviews beforehand, but I watched a couple, I watched one before I saw the film and I watched a couple after I saw the film. And it felt like all the people that were complaining that the other Disney films, live action, which has copies of the original, were now complaining that it was too different <laughs> <laughs> from the original. What do you want? What do you want? They want everything exact but different. But not different, exactly as different as they want it to be. Yeah. It's, it's not that complicated. And I felt like this was just enough different that it yeah, made I, it. Yeah, they, they were not watching the same film. Yeah, you know, but it still it still had nice callbacks to the original, including what I thought was weird is uh, at one point there's a cameo 
by Ming Na Wen. And I was like, Oh, yeah, she seems like a big name just to be making a brief appearance, but I forgot that she was the voice of Mulan in the animated film, yeah, you know. So it was a, it's a nice little nod there, you know, yeah. Right. Um, so I'm giving it, uh, I'm gonna give it 3.5 out of five. That's not how swords melt. <laughs> They don't um, melt that fast. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, look, I almost feel like we're two for two on this one uh, because this is the second time I think we're going to give it the same rating. Um, I, I, I did enjoy this film. I really did. And I, I'm actually in the camp of I actually wish that the film did more to separate it from, from the animated feature. Uh, again, I think calling it something different but relatively the same of like the legend of Mulan or the ballad of Mulan. Um, I, I really do feel like that would have changed my expectations of the film to enjoy the things that, you know, the visuals and the, the yeah. Chinese epics and, and those types of things. I think I would have enjoyed those more rather than trying to like say, hey, we've got to do this animated scene. Otherwise people won't know it's Mulan, uh, which is kind of how it felt. Um, well, but I, I feel like you and I, I feel like one thing that's holding our rating back is the same thing and it's uh, a, it probably is and it's a, it's a big it's a big thing that yeah. we can't talk about right now yeah it, it uh, probably is <laughs> um so but i i am also going to give it uh 3.5 uh mystical crows um yeah yeah right. yeah that's right. yeah so is it time i think so that's right ladies and gentlemen this is the spoiler section of the show so if you're not gonna buy Mulan and you don't want to watch it until December when it comes out for free if you've got Disney Plus bugger off uh if you care and you don't want it spoiled and you're gonna watch it later you know yeah I mean look it's <laughs> We're not spoiling anything about it. Like, have you seen right. the animated film? Most yeah. of the beats are the same. Yeah, it's right. you, you know how it starts, you know what happens in the middle, and you know what happens at the yeah. end. It's, it's, it's not, not like Milan dies. Yeah, it's not some big <laughs> twist. It's not some big twist where Jason Scott Lee actually wins. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the Huns rule for a thousand years. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a trick, though. It would be. That would be, be pretty good. It'd be a bold way to go, for sure. <laughs> Honestly, 4.5 out of 5, if that happens. <laughs> that would be a Brian Johnson directed movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to subvert this epic, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if Brian Johnson directed it, Mulan would have actually been a man pretending to be a woman, <laughs> pretending to be a man. <laughs> Everything's reversed. Yeah, you <laughs> the Victoria oh, all over again. Uh, so, but anyways, yeah. we're going to talk about some specific things that happen in this version. Obviously, we're going to talk about some differences and same things that happen in both versions. Uh, so, we're going to give away some details that you might not want to know. Uh, so, if those are things that you don't want to hear. You can go ahead and turn it off and come back when you've seen it. Or if it doesn't bother you, stick around. Yeah. Um, so look, Benjamin, I just got to say, you know, bravo to Disney for finally presenting a warrior, our warrior should be presented on film, you know, because after all, all that being a great warrior means is to have magic. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, look, it's so it's so weird because I don't want to have an issue with that. I really don't. I, I really don't because I, I'm 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 trying to think of it in terms of things like House of Flying Daggers, Hero, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, because that's that's almost what it wants to be. But see, but here's, not. Here's, the, here's the main difference between this film and those films. Well, everything that we saw in these films is in those films. But you know what they don't do in those films? They don't address it. Yes. yes. It's not called something. Everyone right. is just assumed to be able to do these Right. If you've things. studied, if you've studied and you know the art, if you're a fighter or a soldier, whatever, you, these are just skills. That's just how it is. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. I think drawing attention to it and now calling it a magical chi uh, that you've got to tap into um uh, yeah i, I didn't I, I would much rather just accept that everybody can do those things like yeah. if, if you want to be a fighter you want to be a soldier you want to be a warrior guess what you fly on rooftops and which <laughs> you, is weird you spin sticks it, around and it didn't it seem like at one point they tried to address it like it is something that everyone has when when uh donnie yen pulls her aside and was like hey why are you hiding your chi you know, it's very strong. Yeah. And then he talks about like Chi and they show, they do the voiceover where they're showing him like demonstrating it in front of him. Yeah, all the right. Like, so, and they do, but then, but then they also do this thing where it's like, because you've got the witch, right? And she is apparently tapped into a Chi completely because she's a witch. And it almost makes it seem there that the witch is. That the chi is mystical, like only yeah. certain people possess the power of the chi. You know what I mean? And so, right, and then she she's talking about it. Like when I when I demonstrate my powers, they cast me out, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah. found that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I would have much rather them have just scrapped the whole chi thing and just. Look, if you're a fighter, everybody can do it. That's yeah. that's well, it. That's and that's what you're teaching them, that you can do your whole training montage and all of that. You're literally teaching them how to fight. And that fighting style is just how it looks. Yeah, and also, but I mean, doesn't that, don't that cheapen the, the hero's journey for you a bit? Because I felt like, at least in the original, it was a girl, she was just a girl that right. was, you know, spirited. And uh, and wasn't in all the girly stuff. Goes and trains and learns how to be a soldier. Right. Uh, you know, and, and she's not like the greatest soldier of all time. She's just she's clever. Right. And, yeah. And she, and she does learn how to fight. Why why did we not do that here? She yeah. could have just learned how to fight. But no, she's from a wee lass. She's. <laughs> that is true. Because even as a child, I mentioned it, but even as a child, she's doing the rooftop dance. Yes. And she's just floating down on wires like, no problem. She's already Neo when she's, <laughs> when she's a little girl. <laughs> and so when she goes to become a soldier, that's not really, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's not even her learning how to use a chi. Right. It's the whole thing of like, oh, she's lying pretending to be a man and it's hindering a chi. Yeah. Trying to right. hide it. And it's like, yeah. come on. You know. It, I, I agree with you. It, it would have been better if it focused more on the fact that she's untrained and she's not a soldier 
And then in the hero's journey, she learns to be a clever, strong soldier and, ta you know, refers back to the... And, and that's one of those things that you don't even have to make it like the animated film. That's just a typical hero's journey trope. So it's not even that weird uh, to have it here. So, yeah, I, I agree. The chi thing, I, every time they did it, I was just like, this is kind of stupid. I just, it just, which bothered me so much because I really, I love Chinese epics. I, we've obviously named three and I, I could name many more. I, I very much enjoy those types of films. Um, and, and I like when they don't address, uh, Red Cliff is another great one. Uh, War is another great one where they're, they're grounded in a reality where mysticism is just accepted. They don't have to draw attention to it. They don't have to make excuses as to why it exists, you know? Yeah, but also, and I felt like there should have been a separation. The, the, so there was a character that we didn't even talk about in, in the main thing because of, of her significance and her relevance. Um, and that was Zhang Zhanyang. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's the character name. It was right. portrayed by an actress named Lee Gong. And she should have been just a witch that had magic yes. powers because the problem with, yes. with you going, oh, she's just very strong in the chi, but like she has the ability to like possess people or, or mimic them. Mimic them, turn into crows, time travel, whatever. Burst <laughs> into a murder of crows. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, all we've seen that Mulan is able to do is like, Spin sticks real fast. Oh, oh no, she can do the Shaolin kick. Yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she can kick arrows very hard, I guess. Yes. Very hard, by the way. <laughs> when this when this movie opened and it's uh where it's uh Jason Scott Lee's character and all the baddies and they're yeah. riding towards the fort and, and the soldiers are like, Oh, they're coming. Fire! And all these arrows come raining down, and you just see Jason Scully look up, and he just grabs the arrow. And I was like, "Oh, it's that kind of film, is it?" <laughs> well, not only the fact that he grabbed it, but then he quickly pulled out a bow and shot that same arrow back and killed the man that shot it at him. <laughs> and I was like, "It looks what? cool. Uh, it, it looks cool." Um, but yes, no, you're absolutely right. He it, never it, does it, anything that cool again no, he, in the rest of the world. He really doesn't. He really doesn't. And then they, he's got this weird dynamic with that witch where it's like they, they they have like a weird power struggle and then you're supposed to like feel bad for her because she's the slave, but like there's no reason for her to be. I, I, I don't know. It's all that whole part, that whole subplot just... Yeah. Never made sense to me. No, you're right. There really was no reason for her to be working for him. You know, when he was like, when I found you, you was just a dog. And, and when I take over, you're, you're that dog will have a home. And you're like, but she has the ability to look like anyone or be anyone. <laughs> she so could just be you, mate. She could just go to the city and become the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> she don't, you know, she yeah. don't need you. Right. Right. Yeah. But it, and it, and it would have made more sense if she was just a witch. If she was, uh, again, you're filling all the typical fantasy tropes, right? Yeah. So she's a witch who believes that he should be the rightful emperor and she's going to use her power to put him on the throne. That's, that's it. We, we don't need any more exploration into how their relationship works. Like that, 
that is not unusual for, for any epic, to be honest, but even in Chinese epics, that's not unusual to have a character like that. And yeah. I feel like that would have made more sense. Yeah, and it would have, you, have, you have her paired up, so that way they're more, more equals. Yes. Maybe they're lovers, I don't know. But, yeah. you know, but that way you've got multiple baddies that are recognizable, because let's be honest, aside from Jason Scott Lee and her, uh, uh, the rest of his crew were all ninjas, I guess. I don't know, because they were all wearing yeah. black faces sure. covered, you know, uh, except sure. for the one scene where he's like meeting with the other leaders. Of the, of oh, the, yeah, that, like the, the only time we ever see other leaders. Yeah, yeah we, we see them there and then we never see them again. Or maybe yeah. we see them in the battle, I guess, which yeah. also was weird. Because if you remember in the animated film, the scene with the avalanche, I don't even know how many Mongols there were. There was a lot, though. I felt like this, when that battle happened, and then she does the avalanche, it felt like there was like 12 guys. There <laughs> <laughs> was just 12 guys and a catapult. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't it, it didn't feel epic in that sense. Yeah. And no, that no, was I agree. I agree. That was one of the weird uh, editing places yes yes oh my god yes i totally agree it was so i i remember as i was watching it i was like wait what what just happened i, I was so confused and it's not like i was doing something else i, I was watching the film yeah. and the way that it's edited you're just like did this skip what what is happening <laughs> yeah because there's a so what was funny too is that they start the enemy starts uh well, first off, the witch bursts into a bunch of birds and is like attacking one crew. And so they've all formed a shield barrier around her. But then it was like a bunch of other soldiers were also doing that same thing for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they start, the enemy starts launching uh, their catapult, yeah. blowing up all these things. And Mulan first off just stands there and watches while two crews get taken out. <laughs> and then she looks like she gets an idea. She sees the snow. She gets right. out and you're like, oh, she's going to do the avalanche. And then she starts uh, running that way and she grabs two helmets and, oh, uh, yeah. and right. a horse, right? A horse shows up. Yeah, right. And, and she, put, she like puts the two helmets on a rock to like distract the right. But before that, Oh, yeah, 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 right. She's over on the battlefield, catapults real far away at the base of the mountain, and then it just cuts and she's behind them. <laughs> and we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did she just time travel? Because at the speed that they were wrecking these teams, yeah. like, I feel like they would have wiped everyone out before she got back there. Yeah, it's the chi, mate. It's the chi. When you don't understand something, you just explain it away with the chi. That's. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. That whole sequence was just very, it was edited very strangely. Um, which, it seems odd because it, there's not many places where it does that. And it, they, they do action very well, uh, you know, in, in, those, in those small scales. But yeah, that, that was definitely one of those places where I was like, what? Yeah, and I, look, I mean, the film's about two hours. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe they cut some stuff for time, but like that felt like something should have been there. To, yeah, no, to I agree. It. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely I, agree. But um, yeah, 
you know, uh, I can't really think of, I know there was one or two other places where it was edited like that, where something just like cut to something and you're like, but where, where was the middle section? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll tell you what, the end of this film, Jason Scott Lee suffered from the worst case of monologuing in the history of ever because <laughs> they captured the emperor before Mulan even knew where he really was. Yes. They hadn't even gotten into the city yet and it felt like he was already captured. Yes. And he had all this time to kill him and instead... Stop talking, mate. He's just going to like flick sparks at him. <laughs> oh, look, I get it. It's still very much a Disney film. Uh, so it's not like you can have him execute the emperor uh, for all to see. Uh, but again, there, there's some pacing things where it's like, it could have stalled him. She, you know, Mulan could have watched him run away with him and like, you know, gave chase or something like that. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then also his his death was like, I don't know. It just, it was, he falls like a thousand stories. <laughs> And he's still alive enough to fire an arrow, and it it, only, it felt it felt cheeky and it felt really cheesy because he launches this arrow and then of course the emperor catches it, and then he looks at Milan and he's like, "Hey, you want to kick some stuff?" And then like, <laughs> it felt it felt more Disney than I think they ever thought or wanted it to be. Well, uh, it also didn't feel like someone was trying to be clever because like the first time we see his character. He catches that arrow and right. fires it back. Yeah. And this time, he fires the arrow. It gets kicked back at him. And they show him, like, grab for it. Yeah. And then he missed it. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. like, someone thought they were being clever. Like, hey, remember? Remember at the beginning when he caught the arrow? But he didn't <laughs> catch it this time. <laughs> yeah. I Honestly, I would have much rather have had the face-off be... You could still do something similar, but I would have rather had them, you know, even if they're on the beam, whatever, uh, <laughs> as a whole issue all by itself. But I would have rather had Mulan maybe get knocked away and then, you know, Jason thinks he's got the upper hand. He takes it and he fires the arrow and Mulan, you know, taps into a chi or whatever, grabs it, tosses it up and then kicks it back. And that's what gets him because it, it surprised him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I still... I still think that it should have taken place in similar circumstances as the original, not the yeah. exact same circumstances, but where the city is very much, uh, you know, in celebration and the emperor's out on display and then they, they infiltrate and do their thing that way. Yeah. So, right. like, because that's the thing. You want this big spectacle where when Mulan starts stepping in to save the emperor, that everyone sees it. This felt right. very much personal. Like, you just got to yeah. take the emperor's word for it. <laughs> you know? Which, I mean, in ancient China, you would. But, yeah. <laughs> but yes, no, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, it, and again, if, if you're going to align yourself with the animated film, that's probably a better way to do it than some of the other ways that I, than I think they did. Yeah. Um, Plus, it was just so much like with the other, with the, with the witch who was like, you know... Uh, she does the Darth Vader thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, come off it. That's No, no. The, the redemption arc for her, I was like, don't do that. Don't Before do that. Join me and we can rule the galaxy together, <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> but I'm just like you. Yeah. 
but then yeah when she becomes a good guy and it's like come on it would yeah, be no. so much more interesting if again if we talked about if they had both been equals yeah and they've both been baddies that way you get a you get a fight with maybe with mulan and and the the, the love interest character or something like that yeah they maybe both, they take down the witch together yeah or right. they take or they both take on uh, uh, Jason's got a lead. Oh, yeah, right. But then he gets knocked out and then Mulan finishes it or whatever. Yeah, you know? right. And then yeah, maybe... The, it would have been a better face-off. Yeah. The rest, and the rest of her gang uh, that we, we don't know anything about because they don't have personalities uh, get to do something, you know? They could have taken on one of the baddies. Yeah. You know, sure. Wasted opportunity. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a number of those things, but, you know, I think overall the film is enjoyable. I will say this. This will be the last thing I'll say. I don't think that this film has the rewatchability of the original. Um, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel like a film where I would ever say, oh, I'm in the mood to watch this. It just, it's big and it's epic and I'm, I'm glad I've seen it. Uh, but if I had to choose which one I wanted to watch again, I would honestly just watch the animated one again. Well, um, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, and look, I, I watched the animated one right after I watched this one, just to, you know, compare and contrast. And there was one moment at the end of, of the live action that got me just, it got me a little misty, a little choked up. And that's just when she's having the interaction with her dad. With her father, yeah, right. Because look, at the heart of Milan, it, it's a father-daughter story. Like, that's, that's really the story of Milan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. That it, even... I was watching it with my bird and she was like, oh, they're trying to make us cry. (laughs) And she was adverse to the whole film up until that point. And then they started doing that and she was like, oh, okay, it's going to be that kind of thing. Yeah. But when I watched the original and this was, this happened when I saw it back, back then. And again, when I watched it now, um, I got, I got weepy uh, before her interaction with her family, after she saves the emperor, and everyone bows to her. Yeah. What right. it gets me, but it did, and it got me more so than her interaction with her dad. Yeah. In the live right. action. So, okay. I, yeah. even on an emotional level, the animated film still spoke to me more yeah. than the live action. You know. Yeah. And and again, I really do think that this film would have been elevated if they had just gone, just doubled down on separating it from the animated feature. Yeah told a different story and just ran with that and marketed it that way. I do think that I honestly would have rated it a bit higher. And well, sure, every film has issues. Uh, I think this one would have resonated just a bit more uh, than it did because now, even though it's different, it's close enough to where we're still going to think of the animated film, you know? Yeah, um, no, you're right. And I say, even when you're watching it, you're thinking like, the Phoenix, for example. Uh, yes. The, the, family, yes. the family guardian or whatever, he is a Phoenix that has the same colors as Mushu from the animated film. Right. Except that it's just Deus Ex Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dumbledore was like, hey, we need you to go somewhere. Yeah. That was I mean, good. Really, the Phoenix just shows up when it's plot convenient. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. And it's and it, meant to be a symbol, but at the same time, it's like, look, if you're going to have an animated, just give us Mushu. <laughs> or eliminate it altogether. And then yeah. that, that way it's just separate. Yeah, I mean, why did she need the Phoenix Spirit when she's got the magics? You know what I mean? <laughs> she's got the chi! Yeah. 
Oh, I could have seen if they would have nixed the the, the cheese stuff. I, I could have been on more on board with this Phoenix spirit showing up and guarding it from time to time. Yeah, yeah, that would have been because then it's more closely tied to the ancestors versus this magic that that she possesses. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's uh, it was enjoyable enough. I didn't uh, uh, honestly probably my favorite of the live action. Yes, yes, I agree. It is my favorite of of those of the live action remakes. Absolutely. Um, and I don't regret buying it at all. Uh, I, I don't regret the money that I spent on it. And regardless of whether or not I want to pop in and watch it over and over again, uh, I I'm very glad that I've watched this film. Uh, and and despite all of its issues, uh, it's still a very well made film. It yeah. really is. It's an enjoyable watch, and you, yeah. and you should do it. You know. Yeah. So. Um. Well, thank you. This has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kalen Burrows. We will see you after the next film.